Hello, and welcome to The Woods, a podcast about the mysterious, the legendary, and the plain weird, because you never know what you'll find in the woods. I'm Shazne. And I'm Sandy. Welcome to episode three. Woo, episode three. (laughs) Yep. We're going to celebrate every episode. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, probably. I am, anyways. So proud of us. We got so far. We did. I I am very proud of us. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can just make a podcast. And three whole episodes worth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're like top-notch podcasters now. Oh, yes. Someone call us up. Give us a sponsor. <laughs> Someone just email us, please. Yeah, actually, we're really lonely. In this, yeah, in our, our Gmail's pretty empty. So, we I just, think. We just want friends. <laughs> you make a sound <laughs> like a hermit. Am I wrong? I guess not. <laughs> Anyways, how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Halloween is coming up. (laughs) Halloween's coming up. Yes. We're carving pumpkins tonight. I don't know what I'm putting on mine yet, but I will figure it out when the time comes. I'm putting Oogie Boogie on mine. I'm very excited about it. That is awesome. I know. I love that movie. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, I know you're working on Halloween. Oh, yeah, I am. And at work, we have to dress up as superheroes, but it has to be work-appropriate, obviously. So I'm going to be Violet from The Incredibles. I'm going to be Tina from Bob's Burgers. So I'm going as Tina. Angela's going as Louise. And Oscar's going as Jean. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, And we're going to take our cousin Danny. She's two. We're going to go take her trick-or-treating. I haven't decided whether I'm going to (laughs) try... To ask for candy, but we'll see. Disclaimer. Yes, we know we are adults. We know we are 22-year-old women. <laughs> but that's okay. I can, well, I mean, if you're taking kids, you gotta I'll have just, like, oh, too. I'll, like, push them aside and be like, look, I have a pillowcase, too, so put candy in there. <laughs> All right. So, before I start this... I want to say I am going to try to remain as unbiased as possible. I'm going to try to remain as neutral as possible. That being said, I have little self-control and I am a human being and my biases might sneak through from time to time. Also, it is just a theory. Don't email us saying, no, you're wrong. Like, it's a theory. I'm not saying it's fact. Just keep that in mind. So I have a big one for you today. And... So, this is a really big conspiracy theory. I'm only going to, like, graze the tip of the iceberg. So, if you want to learn more, go research it yourself because there's lots of podcasts that cover it and documentaries and books and articles. Um, so, on August 31st, 1997, grief fell upon Britain and the rest of the world when Diana, Princess of Wales, was killed in a fatal car accident. Among the dead in the car were her boyfriend, Dodie Fayette, and the driver, Henry Paul. There was a lone survivor, Trevor Reese Jones, who was Princess Diana's and Dodie's bodyguard, who was sitting in the front passenger seat. The crash was so intense that it was a miracle anyone had survived. So how it all went down, on Saturday, August 30th, 1997, 
Princess Diana arrived in Paris with boyfriend Dodi Fayed, who was the son of Mohammed Al-Fayed, who is a rich Egyptian billionaire. They were on their way to London and decided to stop in Paris and stay the night at the Ritz Hotel, which was owned by Dodi's father. Uh, Mohammed uh, also owned an apartment close to the hotel, which becomes important later. So remember that. Okay. Okay. So Princess Diana and Dodi had become frustrated with all the paparazzi's attention on them, which is fair because they were quite an unusual couple. It was this Egyptian billionaire and the Princess of Wales. Mm -hmm. uh, so Diana wanted to leave the hotel because the paparazzi wouldn't stop following them. Dodi was like, yeah, okay. So they decided to avoid the paparazzi and head to Dodie's apartment, so the apartment his father owned. They asked Henry Paul, the driver, to drive them in their black Mercedes Benz to the apartment. Henry, however, had been drinking, and according to tests that came back after the crash, he was indeed drunk. Mm -hmm. uh, but he agreed to drive them back anyway. And Princess Diana and Dodie left through the back entrance. Meanwhile, in the front of the hotel, a decoy car left to avoid the paparazzi. Mm -hmm. um, and the paparazzi fell for it. They were chasing this decoy car. Uh, Diana and Dodie were sitting in the back seat of the car. Meanwhile, Henry and Trevor were sitting in the front. Diana and Dodie were not wearing seatbelts. It's not known why, but from my understanding, in the 90s, no one liked wearing seatbelts. Yeah. 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 Places it wasn't even law. Yeah, so it could have been they just didn't want to. So at twelve twenty three a.m., Henry Paul had lost control of the vehicle at the entrance of a tunnel in France, which I'm not even gonna try to pronounce. I've tried and I can't. I don't speak French. I am so sorry, and I don't want to offend anyone by my bad French. Um, as they were approaching the tunnel, they realized that the paparazzi had caught up to them. So Henry started driving faster. He was driving at around 105 kilometers an hour. So that's oh, around 65 wow. miles per hour. Yeah, so he was going really fast. Mm -hmm. However, there was a car in front of them who was driving a lot slower. So he swerved to avoid it, ended up grazing the side of it and spun and collided head on with the 13th pillar that supported the tunnel. Oh. Yeah, so once he hit the pillar, he spun again, hit the stone wall of the tunnel backwards, and then it finally came to a stop. So it was just insane. Um, police arrived on the scene about 10 minutes after the crash and paramedics were on the scene five minutes after the crash. So that's 15 minutes after the crash till the paramedics arrived. Mm. Uh, the first person to treat Diana was Dr. Melas, who was an off-duty doctor who was coincidentally at the scene. Like he was driving the opposite direction, saw it happen. Mm -hmm. um, and he happened to have a medical bag with oxygen in it. So he reached Diana, checked for her pulse, and administered her oxygen. She was then removed from the scene, or removed from the car at 1 a.m. She had a heart attack right there, and after efforts to resuscitate her, her heart started beating again. They finally took her to the hospital, and she arrived there at 2.06 a.m. So that's an hour um, after emergency services have, had arrived on the scene. Mm -hmm. And at 4 a.m., she was pronounced dead. Interesting. Yeah. So the conspiracy... Um, Princess Diana was known as the People's Princess. Everyone knew her, everyone talked about her, everyone loved her. She married Prince Charles in 1981. They were married for 11 years, but their marriage was anything but stable. They officially divorced in August of 1996. Diana had to give up her status as her royal highness. So the queen was open to letting her keep the title, but Prince Charles insisted that they give her a lower title. So she was given the title Diana, Princess of Wales. 
So this means that she had to curtsy to her own children because they had a title, title higher than she Interesting. did. Interesting. And it was said in an article, you know, she was crying about it and Prince William, I think, he came up to her and said, don't worry, mommy, like, when I'm older and I'm king, I'll give you your title back. Oh. Yeah, so it was, like, really sad. Um, so this man named Paul Burrow, uh, he's he was Princess Diana's butler and confidant from 1987 up until her death. Uh, he believes that there is more to the story than the royal family is letting us know. He said in a documentary that he truly believes that if it wasn't for the royal family abandoning, abandoning her after her divorce, that she would still be alive. He said this, and I quote, It wasn't a safe place for her. She was too important, and having lived inside the safety of that gilded cage of a palace for so long, what happens to a beautiful peacock when you let it into the wild? It gets eaten by something. Um... I don't know, that really stuck with me. Like, because I watched the whole documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, he also claims that Diana had become increasing, increasingly paranoid the more time that passed after her divorce. And she even predicted her own death, which I didn't know until researching. She wrote a letter to Paul saying, This particular phase in my life is the most dangerous. My husband is planning an accident in my car brake failure and serious head injury in order to make the path clear for him to marry Tiggy. Tiggy was Prince William and Prince Harry's nanny. Mm. Uh, Camilla is nothing but a decoy, so we are all being used by the man in every sense of the word. Which is super creepy. Yeah. That's insane. That was too, like, spot on. Yeah, like, he's planning an accident in my car. And how would, like, how would she have figured that out, too? Exactly. Um... So she had also grown super suspicious of bugs in her phone and trackers in her car. So she would constantly ask Paul to look under the car to make sure there wasn't anything unusual, so like a leaky pipe or a tracking device. She would make them take out the floorboards to ease her anxiety and would make them take apart her phone to make sure it wasn't bugged. Mm-hmm. So she seriously thought she was in danger. And Paul, her butler, and many others thought she was also. And in Paris... Uh, she called Paul and told him that she was uncomfortable and that she wanted to go home. He made plans for her to go home and she made him promise that he would be there, which he found a little odd. Like he said that she made him say, no, say, I promise I will be there. And he's like, yeah, I promise I'll be there. Um, hmm. Yeah. So many people in the media and in her life claim that Dodie was hinting towards engagement. And if this was true, the royal family didn't want that to happen. Um, the reason being is because... Diana, the f- or the mother of a future king, was going to be marrying a Muslim. And oh. how could the mother of a future king not marry a Christian? Yeah. Yeah. And had they gotten married and had children, their children would obviously be darker. Yeah. So how, like, the media would start talking about Princess Diana and Dodie's children rather than the blonde-haired, blue-eyed boys they had in the palace. Yeah, so it's like... So they're like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So things that seem odd about the crash and sort of events afterwards. The ambulance took an hour to get to the hospital that was apparently only five minutes away. Not only that, but they went to the furthest hospital. They passed three hospitals. And it was at like one, it two was in a, the morning. Yeah. So it wasn't like there's tons of traffic, I would think. Yes. So many people wonder what happened in the ambulance that it took an hour to get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Usually when ambulances respond to accidents, they scoop up the victims and get to the hospital as fast as they can. The they get to the, the nearest hospital. Yeah. But this wasn't the case. 
So Paul Barrow went to Paris to see uh, the princess's body. It was a completely traumatic experience. Listen to what he said about it. He said, I could see the princess lying in the bed covered by a white sheet. And as I approached her bed, the grief kicked in. The emotion started to rise inside me and I couldn't contain it. I was devastated. The fan on the table was blowing her hair. Her hair was moving and I could see her eyelashes moving. And I thought, she's just sleeping. She's just asleep. And I just broke my heart. Like I still get goosebumps like when I read it. So while he was looking at her body, he managed to glance down and see that her clothes were inside of a plastic see-through bag and they were all bloody. Uh, which was odd because the first doctor who treated her said that she had no visible injuries. She was just in shock. So she had no visible injuries. And if she was just in shock, why were her clothes bloody and tattered? Yeah. Um, yeah, her, he said that her clothes were completely unrecognizable. Interesting. Yeah, super, super strange. Another thing that was odd about, about the crash was that they were being driven around in a car that was stolen at gunpoint a few months before her death. So Diana and Dodie were both very wealthy and could afford to be driven around in a car that hadn't been stolen at gunpoint. Um, But this car was apparently returned a few days before the accident in perfect condition, except the onboard computer chip was missing. And for those who don't know what that is, it controls navigation, acceleration, steering, and braking of the vehicle. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. So as was mentioned before, the car was a Mercedes, and the company Mercedes reached out to perform a thorough investigation to find out exactly what went wrong and if they could fix it in like future models so it doesn't happen again. But the car was locked up in a police compound, and years later they destroyed it. They wouldn't let anyone go near it. Uh, so a lot of... That's weird. Because yeah. you would think that if it was a issue with the car, like they would want the dealership or whatever to... Yeah. Like, if there needs to be any recalls on any of the same models, exactly. that's a safety issue for everyone. But as far as I know, the car was never inspected. It was, like, it was just locked up. The royals didn't want anyone to see it. And then it was, com- like, completely destroyed years later. So a lot of conspiracy theories ask, um, why would the authorities not allow an inspection? Like, that be... Yeah, like, I could see them destroying the car after years because, yeah. like, obviously someone is going to want it because, oh, it's the car Princess Diana yeah. died in. But for not to release it to the dealership to, like, inspect it yeah, or, or whatever, whatever they need to do. Maybe yeah. if they needed to make a contract or something so that they the police would get it back. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a safety concern. Like... This is, this so is sketchy. It's, it's super freaky. Um, another thing that was weird was Diana's body was embalmed hours after her death, and it wasn't even done with the permission of the right authority. They claimed they had it embalmed shortly after her death because Prince Charles was going to see the body the next day. However, Mohammed Al-Fayed claims that this was to ensure that any pregnancy test done post-mortem came out false. So it was speculated that Princess Diana... Could have been pregnant. So this this man named Alan Power, he wrote a book called The Princess Diana Conspiracy. He claims that he talked to a doctor that treated Diana after the crash. And this doctor claimed that she saw Diana's fetus in her womb. However, um, when at, like um, investigators or journalists would ask 
the royal family and Diana's closest friends, they were all saying, no, no, she wasn't pregnant. Um, so, which leaves a lot of people asking, is that, were they asked by the royal family not to tell that yeah. she was pregnant? I mean, it's possible that she didn't even know it, too. Yeah, it could have been early on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one thing to note is that the royals aren't e- or are usually embalmed by a royal embalmer, but the royal family didn't care, apparently. And they let her get embalmed in Paris with the permission of someone who didn't even have the authority to give permission for embalmments. And there's also a law in France that states that there is certain paperwork that has to be filled out during embalming, but it didn't get filled out until months later. So people were like, that's that's a little weird. That is weird. Yeah. And going back to Alan Power, he states that the royal family has a long history of murder and scandals, which I took history classes in high school <clears throat> so yeah we learned all about that yeah i feel like i listened to an episode lately of some oh it was wine and crime oh yeah they did it was royal royal times mm-hmm. and yeah it's interesting yeah um and a study in 2013 showed that 20 or not 28 38% of brits believe that she was murdered and like we were talking about before, growing up, I just always assumed she was murdered because everyone talked about it. Like that's all you ever heard was, was that she was murdered. She died in a car crash, but it was murder. Yeah, and like, like I'm in Canada. <laughs> that's where I heard it. Yeah, and people here are like, no, she was murdered. Mm-hmm. Um. So, again, I just wanted to be brief because there's just so much going on. Um, I would recommend, if you want to hear the other side of, like, no, it was a car accident and wasn't a conspiracy, I would recommend going to listen to the Generation Y episode on it. Um, I was watching a documentary. Maybe I could post the link on the blog, because it's on YouTube, so it's free. You can watch it. Uh, but it was super interesting, and it left me really sad, because, like, I was only a year old when she died, but I wish that I had known her the way the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, exactly. We were only about a year old when she died. But she's someone who often comes up. Yeah, like everyone knows her. Everybody knows of her. But our generation never got to experience her or understand, like, why she was so significant. Mm -hmm. So that would have been interesting. Like, I I can't just, you know, she she was the people's princess. Yeah, everyone loved her. And while I was watching the documentary, it was showing news clips of just random people being interviewed and they were all crying and sobbing and they're like we just love her so much and now she's gone yeah and i like it's hard to comprehend comprehend mm-hmm. a whole society being like in awe of this person yeah because i don't think we really had something like that no since. but from what i understand she would go around the world and she would go to like heavily um uh, like, oh God, I forgot the word. Like, the more poverty-stricken areas of the mm-hmm. world. And she would go and she would meet with all the people and she would do a lot of charity work, too. So Interesting. Yeah, and apparently she never really wanted to marry Prince Charles. It was more like, well, he's a prince and he's asking me to marry him. I have to say yes. Yeah. It's, Which, I mean, I get lot. that. Yeah. 
So, yeah, on that sad note, <laughs> I'm ready for my existential dread. Oh, yes. Okay. Buckle up. Cause, um, Buckle up, kids. You're going to question your entire existence after this. More so than I already do. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm scared. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, I feel like I'm going on, like, a roller coaster ride. I'm so scared. Like, oh, you should be. All right. I feel like my notes are all over the place. This topic is so, like, there's a lot to it. And just like Sandy skimmed the surface of hers, I'm basically just skimmed the surface of mine. I I don't know. It's, it's interesting. So I'm doing the simulation theory, which, honestly, I've always kind of wondered is my life a simulation? I think everyone has. Yeah. Because, like, like, how would we know if it's not? Yeah. I mean, it really hit me in the eighth grade. Because I had a lot of time by myself, so I thought a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Walking to and from school all the time. I was like, what if I'm here alone? And, like, there's like I'm actually the only person. That's like that and episode of Rick and Morty. Probably. Have you watched Rick and Morty? I've seen some of it. Well, I should watch that episode. It's really funny. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, so I'm always like, what if I'm the only person here? What if this is all just a simulation? What if there's somebody watching me and, like, studying me? And, like, at any point, all of this around me can just disappear. And it's like I'm in a lab. And, like, I have a lot of issues. But <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel like someone can relate to me. I, I mean, I do. I also have those thoughts. <laughs> Who doesn't? Honestly. Okay, so yeah, that was always kind of a thought. Like, I don't really believe it, but whatever. So, uh, right now, we have things like The Sims, which is a game I love. Oh, I love The Sims. It's so I love, fun. It's so I love fun. giving them free will. They're like, do whatever they want. It's funny. Yeah, and then they die usually, but it, it's fun. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, no, that's a game I, I play a lot. Um, we have things like open world video games where you can just like explore for hours all over this like world that they've created in this game and like there's so many you can go talk to anyone and like do like pretty much anything and it's so, so cool mm-hmm. just this kind of technology we have um star trek which you know has been around for many years now um they had a thing called the holodeck which was a hologram fictional world so like what they would do is they'd write up this like story um like let's say a western themed story and then as like like the character like whoever's star trek character would go to the holodeck and then they'd be able to live out the story as a character in the story Hmm. so like a dream come true that'd be fun i wish we had that (laughs) yeah that'd be fun yeah (laughs) so that's a, a like, a virtual reality kind of thing. And virtual reality is something that, you know, it's pretty big right now. Like, uh, that you can go to virtual reality arcades and yeah. play games and stuff like that. Um, or, like, there's The Matrix, which is a movie about a simulated world. I haven't seen The Matrix. My mom loves The Matrix because she loves Keanu Reeves. Oh, my God. Everybody loves Keanu Reeves for <laughs> some reason. I know. My mom's like, that's my boyfriend. <laughs> that's the only reason she likes The that's Matrix. That's so funny. I haven't seen it, but now that I've done this, I'm going to watch it because then... Let's watch I've... The Matrix. Yeah. 
because then I won't have like a bias thing or like I didn't want any like influence from it to from the simulation theory. I don't know. I wanted to watch it after. Okay. But anyway, so so we have all these kinds of things. What about in the future? You know, uh, could we be able to simulate an entire world where the beings who live in there have a conscience but still don't realize that they're merely just a simulation? Oh, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Keep going. I'm ready. <laughs> and if it is possible in the future, how do you, we know that we are not just a simulation right now? Are we just someone's Sims game? Any moment, are we going to get trapped in the pool and the ladder's going to disappear and we're going to drown and the Grim Reaper's going to be right there? I like to think I'm not that stupid, but probably. <laughs> You're in luck because, oh. uh, well, actually, I'm not sure but we're in luck, but. Um, <laughs> All right. Right now, we don't have the technology to simulate the entire complexity of the world. But if technology continues to evolve, then someday we should be able to do it. And fact is, we don't even need to simulate every single detail in our world either. Mm. Just like how a video game doesn't load certain areas or screens until the user goes into that specific part of the game. So even in like an open world game, from what I understand, is like the game only loads as far as your eye can see, right? And like even like behind you as you're going forwards, like what's behind you? Is that still loaded? Like, Tani, is there anything behind you right now? You don't know. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> so imagine that though you can see your neighbor's house in perfect de- detail on the outside. Inside, there is nothing until you enter that area of our world, making it visible to you. Like visit another country. Some places may not even exist yet. And when we learn about something new, maybe it's just because it's like a new level or new area to explore. Maybe they just updated our simulation. I am freaking out right now. <laughs> okay. So I watched some videos. I'll link them in the blog. They said that there's five things that need to be possible for a simulation of our world in the future, let's say. So they need to sim- be able to simulate consciousness because obviously, well, we think, therefore we are, right? I think, therefore I am. Yeah. Descartes, yeah. I remember that philosophy class. I hated it. But yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I took from it. I didn't even take philosophy classes. Only denying all that. <laughs> um, the technology advance. The technology needs to be advanced enough to process the amount of information in our world, um, which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, we live, we need to be able to live long enough to see the technology advances or another civilization. So, so people were kind of talking about maybe like almost like a superhuman in the future or, um, like aliens maybe want to simulate us for some reason. (laughs) Um, whatever, whatever floats their boat. Um, and we, yeah, we need to be able to live long enough. So... I mean, the way that global warming's going, yeah. climate change, and Trump. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if it'll happen. Yeah. The advanced civilizations would want would need to want to run a simulation about us. Um, they would need, need a reason to want to do that. Like, for whatever reason it would be, I don't... For fun? For fun, I guess. We're... We're the new Sims game in the future. 
Maybe. Let's simulate our ancestors. Let's live how they lived. How fun. I don't blame Could you them. imagine? What if, like, our descendants are playing us right now? Probably. And they're, like, very unimpressed. <laughs> um, that reminds me of something that Gerard Way said. Oh, what? Because he said that he loved playing The Sims because his life was so, like, chaotic. In The Sims, he could play it and be so, like, mundane and boring. Like, he would just make a family and they would go to school and work and stuff. Aww. Like, I totally relate to that now. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, when I played Sims, I was like, oh, let's burn the house down. <laughs> now As I, you do. Yeah. Now when I play Sims, I, like, I have this whole, like, plot figured out. I'm like, okay, in five days, my Sims gonna get a promotion and then... <laughs> They're going to build a vet clinic. Oh, and, that's so nice. Yeah, and then they're going to adopt a cat. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to have a baby. You know, I have, like, this whole plan. I'm like, yeah. But it's all pretty boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that if in the future there are simulations, there's going to be a lot of them. There's not just going to be one. So that means that we aren't our only version of ourselves. Ah, okay. (laughs) It just keeps getting crazier. I know, I love it. Okay. So, how could our world be simulated with so much detail? Well, we have walls. Just look around you. I'm sure you can see one. Unless you're in the middle of a field. I doubt it. I doubt anyone's listening from Saskatchewan. Except for Michaela. Hi, Michaela. And Seema. Oh yeah. Hi Sima. <laughs> do we have other friends? Uh I think I think we do. Oh, this actually reminds me. We have two American listeners. So there's Dylan, obviously. And there's my friend Dakota, and I met them when we were in grade six. And they're really excited to listen to our podcast. So we got two. Yay! Yay. Anyways, both from Maryland. Sweet. Shouts out to you, Maryland. Woo! Okay, so we have walls made of atoms that are programmed to do just that, be a wall. And walls stop us from going to certain areas, or really, they mold our environment. You know, they kind of dictate where we go. So video games have what's called, like, a code, which is a bunch of text, but in that text, it it, uh, creates rules for the game. It, um builds the environments, it creates the mechanics of the game. And it's these this code is like atoms in the sense that it's what dictates what happens in the game. Just like walls kinda dictate what happens in our lives. So a simulation would have a code. Yes. Yeah. And not everything or everyone needs to exist at once in the simulation either. That, yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. When someone's coming to your house, you trust that they left their house, they drove through the city, listened to the new Arkells album, maybe grabbed some Starbucks, time passed, they showed up here at your house. But what if that never actually happened? Did you drive here? <laughs> well, I remember driving here. Wait, did you exist before I got here? I think I did. I remember I took a shower. And I let Loki out to go pee. I'm going to cry. Okay, keep going. In fact, 
What if your friend's existence is nothing but a part of the simulation? That's so sad. <laughs> I love you anyways. I love you too. <laughs> so this reminded me of object permanence. Um, do you know what that is? Yes, I know. Okay. So yeah, object permanence is like a baby when you leave a baby in a room and you leave. The baby doesn't realize that you still exist. It only thinks that what it's what it can see. Is Which this. is so terrifying. It is. Like, like, how do they, how do babies live? <laughs> I don't know. Apparently they're doing a pretty good job. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's why they like peekaboo so much. I remember when my cousin Danny was little, she would always scream when I'd play peekaboo with her. But like in a fun, like she would scream and then she would start laughing. Like, it's like I was just appearing and disappearing like in front of her eyes. Yeah, pretty much. But that's so creepy. Yeah. Oh God, that's terrifying. Okay. And like most animals have that too where they don't realize like things exist if they're not around mm-hmm. so there's a few different reasons why our f- future civilizations would want to make a simulation um like maybe they want to go back and see how their ancestors lived or that's really one of the only reasons oh that's <laughs> it. for fun yeah or for fun we're like, an arcade game yeah we're basically we could be a video game um some form of entertainment, and maybe they're really like fucked up. They have like really twisted sense of humor. They're like, let's make an entire civilization about um, with all these people and uh, watch them suffer. We'll make climate change. We'll make Donald Trump the president. It'll be great. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, I I think I that's my theory. I think that's that's what they did. Okay. So we wouldn't even know if we are in a simulation or not because our world is all we've ever known unless something gives it away that our world isn't what we thought it was. So, like, yeah, we, we can't even really tell. Yeah. Like, like, what would have to happen for us to know? Yeah, so, like, there would have to be a definite proof. Not It would have to be more than just one witness. Yeah. And, like, I think... If we are a simulation, that's like we're in like a computer, right? So mm-hmm. even if um, something did happen, let's say someone fucked up and it's like, whoa, we're a simulation. All they would have to do is go back to like an old save file and restart the game from there. That is true. Or restart the, the well, simulation. You know, there's like that subreddit, A Glitch in the Matrix. Uh, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. I love reading through... Well, like, I can only read through, like, one or two because then I get too freaked out. Yeah. But that could be yeah, uh, proof that, oh, God, <laughs> that we could be in a simulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that if we are in a simulation, like, that's what it is. We're in a simulation. It's not, like, ourselves controlling ourselves. Like, we don't have flesh bodies. We are literally a simulated version. So it's not, like... Um, like, there's an anime called Sword Art Online, yeah. and it's, there's users, but then those users go into a virtual world. Or, like, VR chat when you're on there, like, no, like, we are completely our own quotations being. So, this gets me into some other theories, because I was thinking, and I was like, holy crap, this kind of, like, works really well with two other theories that I love, being the multiverse theory and the Mandela effect. Oh, those are fun. So I won't get too much into them because I was trying to focus on the simulation theory. But 
The multiverse theory is the idea that there are billions of universes where there are only subtle differences between each world or even huge differences sometimes. So it's kind of the idea that um, for every choice that we have, there's a kind of different universe for that. Or, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. a really, like, touching the surface explanation. Yeah. But there's many, many, many universes out there. So if we are a simulation, maybe there are billions of simula simulations to see different outcomes, or maybe it is an ongoing experience where a quotation save file is created. Our universe keeps going, but the save file is started on a different like computer or in, made into a different simulation to test a different outcome. This would explain unexpected events such as Trump winning the election when all odds seem to be in Hillary's favor. And I know this is true for me, and it was true for a lot of other people, and I hear it in, like, videos or uh, certain podcasts, but when he won, like, no one believed it. Like, and I remember waking up and I saw it on my phone, Donald Trump won, and I said no. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it could have been we were all in denial, but, like, it just felt like, like, like it felt no weird. No one was expecting it. No one. And, like, it just felt weird. And I was Still, like, nobody huh? believes it. Like, that's why they're trying to impeach him. And, like... like the idea is just so That was absurd. the first thing people were saying as soon as he got voted in. It's like, we have to get this guy impeached. We have to, like, recount the votes. There's no possible way he won. Like, Hillary won the, um... She won the popular vote. Popular so, vote. like, everyone wanted her. Yeah. But it was the electoral college. But anyways, reason. we are not a political no. podcast. But... I mean, I'm not... Saying anything, I'm just saying nobody expected it. I mean, I'm saying I definitely didn't expect it, and I definitely do not want him, and I want that man impeached. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it could be possible that for every choice the world faces, an alternate universe could be created with each different outcome. Uh, I kind of thought, have you seen Infinity War? Mm -hmm. Okay, so like Doctor Strange? Mm -hmm. Spoilers? Not really. It doesn't really give anything away, but he does at some point, like... Um, uses magical powers to be able to see all the different outcomes yeah. that could happen and what he has to do to just, like, save save the world. I think that has kind of roots in the multiverse theory. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a touched on in, in his movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay, then the Mandela effect. So, I love this theory so much. Well, oh, it makes me so mad. It's so good. I know. It's so good. But it just makes me so mad because I'm like, it's Berenstein Bears. Yeah. God. I don't even know if I spelt it right in, in my notes, but whatever. Okay, so the Mandela Effect. Uh, the Mandela Effect was termed by Fiona Broom after a large amount of people believed Nelson Mandela died in prison in 1980, even though he had not died until 2013, only five years ago. And he was even elected the president of South Africa in 1994. Mm -hmm. And people thought he was dead in 1980. That's so funny. <laughs> Other phenomenons include the spelling of the Berenstain Bears, popular kids' storybooks, or the um, Darth Vader. Oh, the Luke, I'm your father? Yeah. Darth Vader's popular phrase, Luke, I'm your father, when in fact he actually says, no, I am your father. So. I did think it was Luke, I'm yeah, well, that's what everybody said for the longest time. Like, I remember my dad quoting that when I was a kid. And, like, I've never seen... Well, I've seen some of Star Wars. I don't remember it. 
I'm not a Star Wars fan. I mean, me neither. Like, <laughs> I, I've watched the movies. I wouldn't say I'm, like, they were good. But <laughs> anyways, <clears throat> but yeah, I, every time I watch it, I, I mean, not that I watch it often, but the two times I've watched it, I always thought it was Luke and your father. Yeah, and that's the more popular like, it's really popular for mm-hmm. people to say that, but that's not what he says. Another one is in The Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget his name, but... Do you know his name? No. Whatever. In Silence of the Lambs, the dude, the murderer dude, um, when the reporter lady comes in, he's like, hello, Clarice. Oh, yeah. But that never actually happens. Yeah. And, like, people quote it. Yeah, it gets quoted all the time. The only fact, like, actual place that you can find where it's been quoted like that, like, the first quotation of that was in some sort of, like, newspaper where it was, like, a title or something like that. So it wasn't even... No, it was not in the movie. Weird. Anyway, so the Mandela effect. Is it possible that if we are in a simulation that the coding changed the minor detail but only consciously altered some of our memories so not everybody that's why not everybody remembers it the same way or maybe data from a different save file or universe lapsed into our own world so you're smirking just uh, i'm gonna be thinking about this all night <laughs> it's, it's so interesting yeah because if we're only like in the same like if there's a bunch of different universes or save files of our simulation we're all like in the same computer like it's totally possible that maybe somehow like your data got into from a different version got into ours or maybe they merged two files because yeah. they're like oh these files are like just about the same except for this detail well, they can go together no one notice and in fact Nelson Mandela isn't dead <laughs> um that's so strange though how so many people thought he had died yeah it is. It's so it's weird. It's so interesting. I love Mandela. And then, like, how he didn't die until 2013. That's a long time. Yeah. But, anyways, good luck sleeping at night, knowing that you probably don't actually exist. Thanks. I feel <laughs> personally attacked. <laughs> and if you want to check out some more glitches in the Matrix, as Reddit is calling it, uh, you can go to r slash glitch underscore in underscore the underscore matrix. Uh, there's over 280,000 subs I on there. I am one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, so some things that people were talking about that they found like odd that happened to them, like a glitch in the matrix kind of thing, was people remember dying, but they didn't actually die. Like mm-hmm. they got a second chance. Oh, that's so sweet. Even though they remember like going to the hospital and dying in the room, they wake up and they're fine. Same with, like, car crashes. Like, they remember getting into a really bad car crash, but then they wake up and they're fine. Um, dogs dying, but coming back home years later. Could you imagine? You put your dog down, and then, like, two years later, your dog shows up in your front door. I think that would have to happen for me to believe there's, like... I'd be like, this is witchcraft. This is satanic, and I'm like, this... That's terrifying. But, I mean, please... Yeah, also, like, <laughs> come here, little demon dog. Yes, I will love you. <laughs> um, doppelgangers that, like, you, let's say you had a significant other and um, 
they came home and they were really mad at you and you're like, what happened? Why? And then they grab their stuff and leave. You go outside and you see them get into a car and leave and then you turn around and your significant other is right behind you. I did read a story like that. Yeah. That freaked me the fuck out. And then, so like a doppelganger, or some people say that they see their doppelgangers or the future versions of them and their significant other, like in a grocery store or something like that. Things going missing and then coming back later or even change in appearance. So, like you had a purple teddy bear and then one day you look at it and it's green and you're like... Did I ever tell you about my glitch in the Matrix? I had a glitch in the Matrix. This was a long time ago. I was 11, I think. I was sleeping and I woke up and it was pitch dark. It was black. And I looked up the window, and it was dark. And I said, okay, like, it's not morning yet. I don't have to get up. I blinked, and I swear, I didn't fall asleep. I blinked, and the sun was up, and it was, like, 9 a.m. That's so weird. It was super creepy. And I I had sat there, and I was like, oh, I guess I fell asleep. But if I just blinked, I swear, I just blinked. And I was staring right at my window. And I remember, like, I remember, like, oh, it's nighttime. Okay, blink, and then it daytime and I, I just got up that's so weird yeah um other people claim that they've time traveled because of the matrix oh god um they remember events that never happened and loss of time just like what you had yeah where it's like one second you're doing something and then suddenly you look down and it's like three hours later and you're like what yeah what happened so anyway yeah we all live in a simulation um the probability of this is actually pretty high. <laughs> oh my god. What's, what is it? Do you know? Oh, like, I don't have the exact number. Okay. But it's basically, um, like, there's a really high chance. Oh, and some celebrities that endorse this, like, they think that we totally live in, in a simulation, is like Elon Musk, who's like the creator of PayPal and yeah. um, Tesla, and then um, the astrophysicist. Neil deGrasse Tyson. No! No! (laughs) I am, you have honestly spooked me. I am not okay right now. (laughs) I have chills running down my spine and I'm going to cry. Oh, I live for this. (laughs) Oh, I'm not getting any sleep tonight. I think I'm going to call my mom after (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. I am. I'm so spooked. Oh my god. Holy shit. Okay. So uh, sorry, good. mom and dad, for all the swearing. I'm just so good. So good. Ah, uh, that's insane, hey? Yes. And like, like it. I didn't even like, like I didn't even read people like putting together like the Mandela effect and the multiverse theory either. Like I was reading about the simulation theory, and then I was like, wait. They all tie together. Yeah. They would all work. Like the at least the basis of all the theories. Like I don't I didn't really dive that deep into it, so maybe like I'm probably missing a bunch of facts and stuff. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know the fact that you said Neil deGrasse Tyson believes in it. I'm just like, no, he's legit. Like I I he I'm pretty sure he's for the multiverse theory too. And I mean me too. um, So is Stephen Hawking. Oh yeah. I mean I truly do believe. In the multiverse theory. Yeah. Totally. And uh, the Mandela effect. 
I mean, the Mandela effect isn't necessarily like. I mean, a yeah, phenomenon. I do like that it, too. it's just like it could be. It could totally be irony, like, or not irony, like a coincidence that. Who knows? We that know. we all just. But the multiverse theory is more based in like a scientific. Like, yeah, there's either, science behind it's either, it. It's either ex- there? Yeah, like it either exists or it doesn't. And same with simulation theory; it's either possible or it's not. Now, my personal thoughts. Yeah, tell us. Like, I don't think we're in a simulation. Um, I, I just don't, like, it just, yeah, I just don't, I just don't think we are. But, is it possible? Maybe someday. Yeah. This is why we should fight against global warming. So we can have simulations? So one day, we can play... Real hardcore sims. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. <sighs> I need to lay down. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really, I really do. Um, we're gonna carve pumpkins. Yeah, we're carving pumpkins. So I'm gonna forget all about this and carve my pumpkin. Yeah, I promise I won't talk about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why that shakes me to my. Oh, we're gonna watch Sabrina. Yeah, my childhood. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining me in my uh, panic state. I'm really paranoid right now, but I am okay. Hey, you know what? If this is a simulation, like, thank you for listening. At least, yeah, thank you for listening and know that you're not alone. We are here in your ears with you. Oh, yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. We love you. We do. Well, while you're in the simulation, remember to follow us on Instagram, at The Woods Podcast. Mm-hmm. And don't forget about our Twitter, at The Woods Podcast. Email us at thewoodspodcast at gmail.com. And check out our blog, thewoodspodcast.blog.home. We like to thank Jason Jason Shaw for our theme Running Waters. Have a good one. See you next time. See you next time.